Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the 451st episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Steve Fears. Today we are talking about some breakout candidates. That's right, some Maybe some young guns, maybe some guys who haven't stepped up just yet. Maybe some guys who are almost there who could become every week starters for our fantasy team. Stato, the gather round uh, fixture has leaked and people are losing their fucking minds already. How are you, though? I'm very well. Uh, I'd just like to say to the listeners, uh, it's great to have you back. And I'll try to uh, um, avoid sounding like a dad this week. <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know. It was one of the it's um one of the guys in the listener league actually and he said his it sounded like his daughter yeah, made that observation. Daughter. But what yeah. what scared me about that was someone's playing this show in front of their daughter. Kids. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a worry, man. That's a worry. I would <laughs> I would be vetting that show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes, there's a reason why there's warnings to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't forget that. I don't. I might not be great on the tags for the socials, but I'm very solid on the the explicit warning. It's heating up draft season. Mm. For the actual football, it's heating up. Stato, yes. I, I had a thought. Mm-hmm. Because no one seems to really care about the draft except for the absolute diehards. Mm-hmm. And... I think the money should be taken out of the draft and put in to AFL Fantasy Position Reveal Night. <laughs> Just for the engagement. So do, do we spread it over two evenings? We could. Just we could. just do the four DPPs evening one. Yeah. Then roll back. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. People would All care. Right. They would. Well, our little audience would care. Surely more people play AFL Fantasy than care about the actual draft. I don't know about that, to be honest. Um, real diehard die um, fans of clubs um, like to see who's coming in. But, yeah, it's um, it's one of those things. It is a, a smaller market than it probably is trade time or season proper. Yeah. Uh, and round zero. Round zero. A lot of people are shitting their pants about round zero. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. more classic coaches than draft coaches. Draft coaches could just go, well, we'll start round two or it'll even itself out, whatever. Classic coaches, the arms are up in the air. The the tissues are being purchased. I like uh, complexity. So complexity leans on people that have got better strategies and think deeper about it. I, I actually like it. Um, that's why I never want to lose the buy rounds too. I, I actually really like the buy rounds and playing draft through the buy rounds. There's good strategies, good waiver wires, all those type of things. I, I actually always love it. The, the greater the challenge, the more fun for me. But I am a bit full on rather than some that, that just sort of play casually. Yeah, no. Well, fair enough. Stato loves getting a leg up as much as he loves getting a leg over. Anyway, today we are talking <laughs> breakout candidates. Uh, Stato, why don't you kick us off? 
Yes, and I'm going to go through three today, um, and they're all that sort of similar stage of their career, and I'm expecting a breakout because opportunities are there for them. So the first one, and I will say I was um, I, I was debating myself one or two, but I've I've gone Jai Cully um, for West Coast Eagles. Um, the space has opened up in that midfield. So Luke Shuey out, Xavier O'Neill, who had about 40% of the, the CBAs, uh, he actually got delisted, um, was doing a few tag jobs, etc. cetera. Uh, and there's a bit of depth out of that midfield. So um, West and Clark are both out as well. So it's a bit of a new-look midfield. Yes, Tim Kelly will still lead. I expect Dom Sheed uh, will remain in there, but Don's not ever really been just a pure inside mid. Um, so he does play a little bit of those flank roles, etc. But I, I'm expecting those two predominantly be in the midfield. And then it's a bit of a raffle between uh, Jinby, Hewitt and Cully. Um, I think they'll all get a lift. Um, so it's a bit of a lottery who gets the biggest bump, but my money is on Cully. Um, third season... He's a proven junior uh, scorer, so he's got really good history. Um, and I think he gets absolutely every opportunity um, in 2024. Uh, some have mentioned Duggan could also uh, shape in there, but he's 27. He's been tried unsuccessfully before. Only had 14% of the CBAs last year. So I see them backing in the young lads. Um, we don't know what happens in the draft yet, so there's a lot of talk of whether they get the number one or they actually go for those key position players that are from WA. So we'll just see what happens there. But Jimby, Hewitt and Cully are all going to get bumps, but I'm tipping that it'll be Cully that has a pure breakout season. Yeah, that's interesting. So obviously... Dargan and Sheed are more the the stop gaps, or and Elliot Yo's just deceased at this point. Yeah, well, Yo, um, I just don't really want to put him in the calculations yet, to be honest. And you saw what they did at the end of last year; he's playing a uh, key key position defender. But body's an issue. Um, what role he plays, who knows? We know if he's fully fit and charging that he might get a midfield gig, but. I'm thinking he uh, finishes career in defence, but who knows what happens with Elliot Yo and whether he'll be fully fit for the whole year. And I just want to touch on this because I think breakouts, it's all very nice and to expect a bump in fantasy points. Do you think he becomes rosterable on a week-to-week basis or is he a stream option? Uh, the three that I've picked, I'm expecting they break out enough that they're on field. Yeah. Or, or would be a solid bench player at worst, maybe? Yeah, but worse. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Bit of broadbent. Bit of broad... Yeah, <laughs> I'm just well, I'm just everyone kidding. I'm just needs kidding. a broadbent. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with someone who is absolutely going to kick the doors off this joint. I'm talking about the Warlord, George Warlord. He is an absolute monster uh, for North Melbourne. Last year, no preseason, low time on ground. As soon as he was in, he was straight in the guts and absolutely kicking it in the teeth. Uh, give this man a full preseason. He can do it on the inside. He can do it on the outside. Uh, he's got good disposal, which is something a lot of... Like he, that's the point of difference for him versus a lot of these other North Melbourne midfielders. It's sort of like we talk about North Melbourne and there's a lot of 
a lot of guys who can run through the midfield. This guy is the pure midfielder. He's he's already shown up um, to be better than Will Phillips, in my opinion. His numbers are, you know, Jai Simpkin probably didn't have a great year last year, to be fair, and he is the captain, so I'm not expecting him to get completely kicked out. Um, Taran Thomas has obviously got a bit of a point of difference, but I think George Wardlaw is the second man in there behind LDU next year and going forward, and they're going to absolutely build their midfield around him. The pressure number's amazing. He can do it all, Stato. Just absolute jet. Yeah, it's a weird club, North Melbourne. Um, obviously been a few years in the rebuild mould, um, and there is the potential they still get the the number one pick. Um, and I think it's an interesting choice for them seeing they've got two and three up their sleeves. But they have so many midfielders right now, and I just don't know how they cut it all up. I'm, I'm really hot on LDU. He's the only one I say is 100% um, in that first starting midfield. I reckon there's a whole heap there to get rotated through. You've picked a damn good player. Um, if he was at West Coast, um, I'd be 100% on him too. I just don't know what this midfield's going to look like. They've just got so much talent. Yeah, I, I just think he's better. That's that's the difference. Yeah. Like, I look at guys like Simkin. He can't kick. Tom Powell's never convinced anyone. Um, Taran, where's his best position? What's his splits look like? Th- those are the questions. Whereas I look at this guy, and I'm just like, we know what he is. Like, well, we, I mean, we've got a pretty good idea, I should say. It's only mm. in a small sample. But th- that is who he is. He is that guy. And, I mean, Sheasel needs to be put in the mix too. It just it depends on when that sort of trigger gets pulled because he looks like he's just going to be an absolute superstar mid. But, look, he played so well on the half-back line. Does he, you know, sit in there for another one or two years? That's that's a really interesting one. I don't understand what they're going to do there. Mm. Um like if like if they're trying to trade like let's say hypothetically they're trying to trade up to pick one to get this other guy who's a forward mid whatever you want to call him isn't that like doesn't that even push him into the like to stay in defense even more yeah and, and it and it poses that question when they um they went uh, a couple of midfielders in Powell and Phillips when they had the opportunity to get sort of key position players yeah, fair enough. Who's your uh, second one there? Yeah, player I've been excited about for a bit of time because he's just an absolute ball magnet with great endurance, but it just hasn't had the opportunity. But with the departures of Collier, Henry and Schultz, the door opens up on this ball magnet, and that is Neil Erasmus. Uh, reckon he's an absolute ripper. He's a quality mid-forward with great endurance, um, and I like I expect to see a high increase in game time. So he played a total of 14 games in 2023. Eight of those were affected by the vest. Um, he averaged 72.5 for the games where he was not vested, including 115 against Collingwood. So that shows his ceiling. Uh, with only 14% of CBAs in 2023, there is a chance for either uh, an increased CBAs, but probably more likely um, DPP. So I think he ends up being a forward mid. He may start there um, this year, but uh, it's more likely for me that um, 
he actually starts as a mid and then gets forward mid status. So expecting a, an 80-plus average, which obviously is going to be a hell of a lot more attractive if he does end up with that forward status. But he's that sort of perfect player, high half forward uh, and wing time. Um, because of his endurance, he's just going to keep running all day and get plenty of the pill. Is that... Yeah, so to me, some like, and I like the player, and that's fine, and maybe he's a good salary cap option because of the numbers, but he seems like a hard guy to have on field in draft until he gets that forward status. Yeah, it, it obviously is going to be a lot more attractive with the forward status. And look, he might have it with only 14 CBAs. I just haven't checked uh, to see if it was all wing um, that he had outside that or he actually had some half forward ones. If he gets that 35%, ends up being a, a forward mid to start with, massive breakout in store. Is that the best place he could be at? at um, maybe aside from St Kilda, Fremantle, where they don't exactly want to gas the ball forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think um, I think look, the the timing is just perfect for him. Um, high quality player um, gets a lot of the pill. Was fantastic as a junior at that too. Um, has a weakness like uh, a few young players, but he's been working on that. So. Um, I suspect um, that Neil Erasmus is just going to have a blinder. So curtains for your boy Nod. Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Um, but and this all depends, and this is where I reckon um, what, what they lost out on was Collier and Schultz. So that sort of high half forward role is where he could slot in and, and Nod get the wing role. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on. I am going over to our good friends, Stato. Maybe, like, if I had to have a second team, it would probably be the Adelaide Crows. I think we all know that. Um, yeah, I've heard you talk highly about them before. Lifelong uh, second team. So I'm going to go with Josh Rochelle, uh as a breakout. He'll have the forward status. Had three tons last year. Was kind of a, I guess you'd say maybe a disappointing season in that he didn't, like he, his first year was pretty awesome and then didn't maybe go on with it the way he would have liked in his second year. Did get plenty of midfield time at the start of the year and it tapered off a little bit. However, this is a team that's midfield doesn't convince me. We had uh, Rory... You know what you're going to get out of Rory Laird. I think we both like him to be a super early pick and bounce back to be maybe the premium midfield scorer next year, Stato, I think it'd be fair to say. That's what I certainly said, buddy. Uh Jordan Dawson is maybe not the clearance machine, but he's certainly a valuable link between the midfield and the forward line, absolute superstar player. But then you're getting into Matt Crouch, who um, fans were really happy to see re-sign after two two years of calling for his head. Uh, Sam Berry, who can't get into the team. Rory Sloan, who's older than Methuselah. Harry Schoenberg, who's just snapped. Did he snap his Achilles? Was that what he did? He's not. He's not playing. Um, ben Keys, who, well, Christ knows where the ball's going once it hits his foot. So you start getting into these other sort of forward mid types, like a peddler, um, you know, Saligo's out on the wing. So I'm going to back in Rochelle. He's shown capable at winning clearances. He's, he's more of an outside player, probably hasn't shown the contested side. Um, but they're going to need to start running guys through this midfield. And I, I imagine... Internally, they're hoping um, someone takes it by the scruff of the neck. You could probably take 
uh, Rochelle and Pedler, both of them. Uh, Pedler certainly showed bigger impact, but maybe um, didn't have the ball-winning displays, uh, fine space that Rochelle did. So you're going to need to mine some gold in the forward line this year, people. You're going to need to mine some gold. I think this guy's shown enough uh, scoring-wise. Uh, tackles, marks, he can do both, as well as win the pill. I'm really happy to take a shot here. Uh, I will be happy to take a shot on Pedler as well, but I think one of them's going to going to be valuable in the forward line, maybe into that F2 range. What did he average last year? Because my memory first half of the year, or certainly heading into the buys, he was getting close to an 80 average. Yeah, Big he, drop away if fair whack, did he? Yeah, he did. With the midfield time, it wasn't... Um, and he got, he got an injury game, and he had a sub game at the end. I don't have it in front of me, but I th- I'm pretty sure it was low 70s. Just let me... Um, you can um you can tell me why that's a terrible pick. I'll just look it up in the meantime. No, no, that's beautiful. But I I don't want to sound too much like a dad here. But I I, I would suggest that someone, whether that's Emma for you or you for Emma, buys someone a level um for Christmas because if you look behind you, Steve, all I can see is all the beautiful <laughs> family photos, and not one of them is level. Trust me, they're not mine. I'm not a massive <laughs> rap on them. Oh. Um, yeah, no, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I've brought that up before and just donuts. <laughs> right. Seven, 72. 72. So it's actually not 72. a bad average, really, but uh, it's not. Well, it's, 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 not it's fieldable, week. isn't it? In, in, yeah. in the forward line, it's fieldable. But so what you're saying, a breakout, you're, you're expecting a 90 plus. Oh, I'd, I'd say 85. I think in the forward line, 85 gets you into that F2 comfortable range. Yeah. With 71, that's pretty fringy. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so, yeah, the first half was amazing. 105, 85, 75, 86, um, a couple of tons. It did fall away pretty dramatically, uh, especially after the buy. There was one ton, but every other score was 65 or less. Mm. Fair Which enough. probably so, doesn't trend the right way, but... Yeah, but I think you're right. There was not only a role change, but there was a bit of carrying an injury as well. Yeah, and like, you know, Schoenberg's not there. Barry's, you know, anyway, we've talked about it. Who's your last guy? Yeah, my last one um, is just going to be hit the ground running uh, is Jai Clark from Geelong. Um, Not many players have an average of 100, um, both in the Coach League but also the National Championships, and he's one that has clearly done this. And with Geelong rebooting their list, um, you've got to think this second-season player is about to burst onto the fantasy view this year. An inside bull who has a high-level ball-winning ability, um, he will join Max Holmes in a new look midfield this year. Uh, he averaged 25 disposals, five marks, five tackles in the Coates League in 2022, then 23 disposals, seven marks, and five tackles in the national championships. So proves he can play both in and outside. Played six games in the VFL and recording a ton before he was promoted, but finished the year injured. Um, if he has a good preseason, expect a great breakout. So has he got forward status? No, um, but I just think he just goes. 
I think he's a 85 to 90 um, second-year player. Just explode onto the scene. So we're just going to have a, you know, our good friends at uh, the betting companies will just be having a sneaky rising star. Is that? Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, get it this in boy's your, a jet. Multis. It needs to get have a good preseason. It, it's, there's just no way um, that they're just not rebooting this midfield. Lost Selwood. Uh, 2022, they lost Isaac Smith this year, got Dangerfield on his last legs. You think he's just going to spend more time forward? Uh, yes, you've got uh, the defender come midfield, midfielder sitting in there. But look, Max and Clark are the two that are taken to the promised land. I think Bruin gets a run. Um, our mate from Gold Coast will get a good run as well. Really? Um, but yeah, but these two, they're the mainstay. They're the two that'll take them there, and it's Jai Clark um, and Max Holmes. They'll just give the keys to them. Off you go. Do you think, um, just wants to talk about Brune, he's, he's an interesting guy, isn't he, in my opinion, in terms of talking about a breakout because he had the role last year that you'd want, didn't have the game time necessarily, but didn't show much. Do you look at someone like that and go, They've got the role. Can they step it up, or did they have a chance and they didn't show enough? Yeah, it's interesting that they were competing. Um, I, I would take it for the first half of the season, um, and then they changed. So I haven't looked at Tanner Bruin in his breakdown, but I remember he started the year wasn't fantastic, um, dropped out of the team, and then come back later on in the season. So I'm assuming they're just going to give him uh, as much opportunity to, to prove himself. Um, so I, I think it's mainly the young crew that will um, um, take on those midfield roles. Yeah, very nice. Now, listeners, do you remember Andrew Gaze? He was the king of getting out ahead of the ball, having a ball thrown down to him and just laying the ball in. Just laying the ball in. There was nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Just took the easy line. Where are we heading? Where are we heading? <laughs> when, Stato said, when Stato said he had three picks, I was like, God damn it. God damn it. I was really happy with two. Anyway, <laughs> Kitty Coleman. <laughs> oh, no. You can't. Sorry, Coleman sorry listeners. Um, if you listen to my son... Uh, he's just gone the easy route all the way. At least I've given you some gems tonight that you probably didn't have on your your draft board early that you can just put up and really get uh, a bit of backbone into your squad late in your drafts. That's weird, Dad. You always told me an easy route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never knock back on it. Yeah, yeah. Move on. Anyway, so Kitty Coleman averaged seventy two. Really, not not even fieldable in the defence. Um. Did average did happen to average ninety three over his last ten, including the finals. Old oh, man Rich finally got out of the goddamn way. Seen the last of him, thank thank goodness. And Kitty Coleman starting to put it together, starting to be injury free. What he's shown flashes. We've seen the flashes. Uh, he is the main man out of defence for Brisbane. Probably don't need to say too much because every podcast will be talking about him over the preseason. But we said it first, so they're copying us. Fuck them. <laughs> yes, Kitty Coleman, uh, low-hanging fruit, buddy. But anyway, it's—I uh, don't think he would move up a 
uh, a notch on anyone's draft board because I reckon they would have had him all pretty high. But um, you're still not wrong. Yes, we're expecting a break. Boom, there you go. Uh, anyway, on to the Twitter questions. <laughs> just just enjoying myself. Uh, Ninja Spoon, Ty Chandler for breakout two. Grabbed him off waivers in Listener League, so hoping for something. Thoughts? Yeah. You? No. I'd... Anyway, not huge. Not Sorry, Ninja. Sorry, Ninja. Um, Archie Ninja also says Archie Perkins, if he keeps forward status, could be a breakout if more time on ball. Uh, yes, definitely he'll have forward status, Archie, um, and he has the ability. It's just whether he can get enough of that good role. I, I find it hard to get around Perkins personally. Mm-hmm. He's got the talent. Might be he's, good. Um, yeah. Uh, he's Cam Rayner Mark II. Um, we, we expect it all to fall into place one day, but when? I just think bringing in dudes like Gresham is... Yeah, doesn't help. Um, Forked Hawk, Will Power could break out uh, off halfback if, in a dimmer system if his ankle recovery allows him a full interrupted pre-season 85 to 90 average. Did see photos... Uh, Will Powell out running with Ben King, so good signs. Um, and yes, uh, plenty are getting interested with the halfback role under Dimmer, um, aka Shorty's role. But um, he may have a different game plan with a different squad that he's got. But yes, of course, uh, look out for that distributor role. They should be looking out anyway because there's not many options out of there for the Suns. Yeah. Russ uh, will only be stream option, but Matt Johnson to average 80. Yeah, um, so him and um, Erasmus are the, the two I'm expecting a, a lift for Frio. So, yeah, I think he's a stream um, because he won't get anything but mid-status. Uh, Warney, is the song co-written by Tim Armstrong your favourite on the new Blink-182 album? Uh, I've got three questions with that question. Who? who uh, t- he's directing who? that at he's directing that at me because I, I love Timmy yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I don't. I don't have a favorite. They're all yeah. DFL. No wonder they call him Warn Dog. He's like a dog with a bone with this goddamn blink when he's good. Won't let it go. <laughs> well, you did. Open he stitched me up. up he stitched me up here. It's like that um, American Psycho when he has that pizza joint that everyone loves. He thinks shit, and then he finds out Donald Trump likes it, and he has to suck it up. But I listened to the song. Didn't do much for me. Um, Camry Crom, Josh Gota with Sheasel moving forward. Hmm. And the other recruits um, that the club has gone for this year has me questioning of what everyone's roles are going to be, but we know Josh Goder has got some ability, so need to see him in the squad. Um, and just going back to, to Warney's uh, tech um, um, question, um, you actually started this, son. Uh, stop baiting him. I'm not baiting him. How am I baiting him? Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Fucking warning. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. I Warnie. think you can. I'm if trying. You, if, if you like Goda, you can get him with your last pick, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've I've got him in a, a dynasty and 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 hoping, yeah. but um, no confidence. Uh, Pack and Sand, Bailey Humphrey. He's got a few. Bailey Humphrey, Ryan Sampson, and Josh Weddle. Uh, who was the first one? The Hump Daddy. Everyone loves that nickname, Hump Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a look at him, the Hump Daddy, that is. Um, I had a look at him when I was first doing it myself. Um, so I think he's got – my drama is, though, is what role does he get? They've just got so many midfielders. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Mm. It's a team with a lot of questions, and I like it's a team that's screaming out for pressure forwards. So mm-hmm. I like that Jake Rogers dude's going to play like forward, right? If he plays, yeah. I just, I just think Humphrey's prime for the half forward flank at the minute. Yeah, but the high half forwards, like he's pretty yeah. sure he scored a couple of tons. And had a couple of blinders and high half forward roles uh, can be very very fantasy friendly. Yeah, he looks the goods. He does. Uh, Ryan Sampson, Josh Weddle. No, no. Wait, it's Sampson Ryan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sampson Ryan. Um, Richie. I just want Nick Bryant to break out like Tim English did. His pathway is blocked and he may be a few years off, but I'm sick of Oscar McNerney as my main rock. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's very keeper league based, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I can understand why you would want uh, Nick Bryant to break out, but unfortunately... Hey, hey, Emma, um, Stato shat on your picture hanging skills. I just said she needs a level. Stuff at the wall and knocks the frames around. Yeah, baby fizz likes throwing <laughs> yeah, shit at the walls. <laughs> Under the bus, baby fizz. <laughs> yeah. Um. Craig Battersby, Miles Bergman, and Jake Saligo. Miles Bergman. Um, his defensive role didn't look fantastic for scoring. So that that was a bit of a concern. Who was the second? Saligo, our favourite Adelaide Crows. Yeah, I like the look of him. Um, is he going to be mid only though, or is he going to have forward status? Oh, he'll he'll be mid only, and he's probably a better player than he'll be fantasy player out on the wing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so stream only matchup. I, I guess. I mean, it's hard to see him getting inside. I mean, stranger things have happened, but. Yeah. Uh, the Nuffington Post. Uh, cherry season. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty low-hanging fruit, Nuffington. You wouldn't see that from us. I wouldn't see it from you. Uh, Oogie Boogie. Finn McRae with forward DPP would be a handy breakout for my keepers. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Is it only Taylor Adams that is making space at Collingwood. Well, theoretically, seconds player Jack Ginnivan's out. Yeah. Um, but they've... Lockie Schultz takes his yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't it need some probably injuries to make way for Finn? 
Um, Which the club will get. The club will get injured. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, will they transition Pendles out? He was still really good. I, I think he's worth a, a really late pick, and you know, hold him on your bench. See what happens. If he's got forward status, hundred percent, he's getting drafted. He'll probably go in the team. Yeah, teen, teen rounds. Oh wow. Well, you don't think he's a pretty popular name in fantasy circles. Yeah, but he needs to be playing. So you got Dugowie, Pendles led the team. Then you got Mitchell, who they were transitioning out. Dacos, who was transitioning in. Then, you know, Adams, who's gone. Crisp, who's, you know. Mm. And, and then, actually, it was McRae. Well, he only had five, so it's not really count. But, I mean, there's not much after that. So No. Otherwise, you only need one or two injuries thin. and it's, yeah, and then he's in. So that's probably a good call. Um, Sam Cullen, I reckon Josh Ward is primed for a breakout year, has definitely put on size in the offseason. Yeah, um, Josh Ward, absolutely. The the Hawks midfield is interesting um, because they've certainly gone down a path where do they uh, change tact a little bit with these young guns actually starting to get some years experience and size about them um so there could be a slight tweak to the hawthorne midfield and these young guns really get an opportunity but josh ward going to be very very good the hawks ran the tightest midfield group in the league last year yeah which is to me it sounds strange for a club that's rebuilding Mm -hmm. so it's hard to imagine they have the same injury luck even if they don't move anyone's role uh, Mini Monk, is it finally Paddy Wow season, or will it ever be? <laughs> Who knows these days? Anyway, I'm I'm I say yes. I say yes, Mini Monk. Yeah, Paddy Wow. <laughs> get in first, I Get in first. You are. Do you want? I don't want to get on this bandwagon. It's going to happen anyway. <laughs> it's going to happen. These breakouts. Coleman, Sardis, Chapman, Fisher, D'Ambrosio. Oh, wow. So let's go through. D'Ambrosio could. Yeah. Coleman, yes. Yes. Sardis. It's hard to say. Could be. Could be. Because you're expecting a lot. Essendon. Um, Interesting midfield mix. So uh, if Sardis breaks out, Hobbs is going nowhere, right? That's bad. Yeah. But I, I think Hobbs has shown enough. Yeah, I do too. Mm. It's going to be, I mean, there's going to need to be a lot of ball in that team. They're going to have to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chapman, we've got a lot of Chapman questions. Yes. Maybe we'll get to him later. Uh, Fisher. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there's opportunities on the halfback, right, with Paul and Zubel out. So Fisher could take that role. Mate, if if Sheasel moves moves forward, he's the guy, chips in. Mm-hmm. Uh and D'Ambrosio, touch on that. Uh yeah. Uh I actually really like him. Um I and I think he's shown um that he can find enough footy to be fantasy relevant. The the issue being, I don't think Hawks is shy on Halfbackers, 
Um, so it's just maybe he's something a little bit different that they haven't got and they want that sort of run and carry a little bit more and maybe that's forecasting that Will Day is just full-time mid. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. He's probably he's probably not going on draft day, unless for deep leagues. Yeah. Uh, Toby B, Soldo, McRae in the forward line. Uh, so we're hoping for uh, Soldo at Port and McRae to have forward status, I guess. If Soldo is number one ruckman, he's going to have a very good year. But I thought his average was pretty high, like high 70s, early 80s anyway. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I guess for a ruck it might not be... Yeah, yeah. I, get, I mean, it's probably a technical breakout, I guess. Yeah. Um, McRae we've already talked about, and we'd hope for Devin Robertson to have forward status, but maybe not this year. Or maybe as a breakout, I don't know. Yeah, Dev Rob. Um, he's decided to stay at Brisbane, isn't he? Yeah. Um, just, is there enough opportunities for him to actually become a big scorer? Maybe he's another two, three years away. I would, I wouldn't have thought so, but that's on the outside. I don't know. Um, and Rivers. Yeah, I really like Rivers. Um, some people have been talking about sort of midfield. But I'm unsure. Um, but I, I think he's got some relevance as a defender anyway. It just just all depends whether his role's accountable any given week. Um, so they seem to chop and change a little bit. But if he does get midfield thinking Harms is out, um, we, we don't know whether um, Clayton Oliver is going to have a sluggish start to the year, um, those type of things. But... Um, we'll have a look. We'll see what happens. But I, I've got my eye on Rivers. Uh, one of Warple or Nash to really go bang, but which one? See, these are the two that I'm interested to see whether they make way for these young guns. Hundred percent. Got a few of them. The funny thing. Them. The funny thing about Warple is like the knock on him is the kicking, right? But his kicking really improved last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them surely. Uh Lukosh, I, I can't imagine they go bang, though. No. Uh, and the other one is Lukosha ceiling untapped next five years. Well, if he's forward, it's just going to be inconsistent, right? Unless they become a really good team and he can just lead out and take a stack of marks like a Nick Rewalt type. If he was wing or half back, I'd be all over him now. Yeah, that team's going to be good, man. You see the picks next year. Woof. Woof. Flag City. Neil Erasmus is an interesting prospect from Josh. Yes, uh, totally agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Jaden Coleman to average 90 plus. Jaden, I am with you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Dangerfields, Real Adventures, Josh Ward, we spoke about. Heath Chapman. Do we? Sp- yeah, there we go. We can talk about Chapman now. Yeah, no, I, I, I rate Chapman highly. Um bit unlucky with injury last year uh with young likely to be in that midfield mix uh, as we saw in the second half of the year or the last uh, quarter of the year um i reckon chapman gets a bit unleashed um, with that rebounding role can actually play wing as well so um we talk about um 
losing Henry, so there's always a chance that he could uh, pop, pop up on the wing as well. So Peak Chapman, I like. I'd go a little bit late. I think you'd be able to give him a little bit late, but I think he'll be worthwhile and uh, have a bit of a breakout. Uh, and also a bit of a smoky, but Phil Thorpe, word he'll be in the ruck more this year. Well, that's probably been the hope and the planning for a little bit, and um, I've got him in a, a dynasty just waiting for this to be unleashed. Um, if it comes off, uh, it'd be great rewarding. It'd be nice to for them to have a ruckman who can run. And not turn with, like, the... Um, what was that boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal? <laughs> I don't anyway, know. I was yeah. going to no, say the I'm Queen Mary. Because yeah. I'm all yeah. about if it. If it happens. I'm all about it. I don't know it. if it... I don't know yeah. if it, it, it it's an increase or he just becomes the main man. Um, I'm I'm unsure. I don't think yeah, an increase probably doesn't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I'm happy. It'd be man, pretty interesting. Like there's so many forward smokies at Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a guy I like though. I'm with you, with you on that one. Our favourite mm-hmm. crows. It's tough to have so many crows, Stato, but I can't get yeah. away from them. Yeah, how love can them, you? Love them so much. Um, and ben, you could only like them more if they were based in Cairns. <laughs> uh, ben, ben, Trent Rivers midfield breakout. What the, where the hell has this come from? Where, have I been under a rock? He's a very good player, Trent Rivers. Yeah, he um, is, but... I, I Yeah, I don't know if he gets that mid-roll. I just don't know, um, but if he does, um, I'd be keen on him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's an interesting one. They don't. They don't have the deepest of midfields. No. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week, Stato. What are we doing next week? Are we going to do it? Um, are we going to unleash it? We're going to unleash the twenty-two under twenty-two. Two thousand and twenty four. Holy hell. The list that got Caleb Poulter out of the AFL. But he's back. <laughs> but he's back. Is he back? Where where'd he pop is up? Is it the Bulldogs, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he is actually. They, will he be on the list? That's the question. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, listen. That would have ruined too many other people's careers. Wow. Look out. Uh N. Dacos, am I reading that right? God, he's <laughs> done. Done for. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, listeners. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.